to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. I am Denise Sith, and guess what? This is number 30, our 30th podcast. I'm so excited. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't have these buttons and not use them. So I try to find every opportunity to do so. Um, We're going to talk about happiness today, and um, it's going to be, as usual, a little controversial. Some people controversial some people I'm already starting that get it down get the lip movements the lip movements for audio um there are um lots of you know people who have quoted there's every um podcast in the world um there's going to be you know all the big gurus um there's going to be Even like historical people, Abraham Lincoln even said, like most people are as happy as they make up their minds to be. And that is true. However, um, depending on the situation, uh, you can't just choose to be happy now because there's work to be done. And we all know that in America, we like an instant fix. And so we're like, I chose to be happy and it didn't happen. And it's like, okay, that's great. Settle down. Um, You chose to be happy, but uh, you didn't do any work so that you could be happy. And so I want to, before I like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm going to give you 12 tips to be happy. And no, we're going to talk about why a lot of people, um, you know, are following, you know, all of these big coaches, coaches and gurus, here we go again, coaches and gurus about, you know, why can't I just be happy? It's a state of mind and a little sip there. Sorry. And, um, and it's not happening. Right. Um, he basically like, and I'm not like, I'm not dogging on Tony Robbins. I'm just stating that his, this particular situation with him is what really made me be like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. So I'm going to have to dig a little deeper into this. And I started finding some psychology behind this, of course. And then I'm like, oh, that's why it was different this time. But um, Tony Robbins said like in an interview that um, we should refuse to live in a suffering state and instead choose to be happy every day by telling ourselves to find creativity and gratitude or growth or joy in every moment. And to do this, he suggests that we should allow ourselves just 90 seconds a day to suffer. And when that minute and a half is done, we need to move on and return like to our main goal, which is to be happy for the other, you know, 86,310 seconds of the day. But um, uh, yeah, that's not life. Okay. That might be Tony's life because he's like a multimillionaire, but here's how it works in the real life. What if your day just truly is sucky right what if like your daily challenges are real okay it's not i'm not talking life or death stuff here right but genuine real deal what are you doing then right 
It's not just Tony Robbins, right? It's a lot of people say this. And I might have said it too and then not realize the psychology of it until I started digging because I I would say five years ago, if someone had said, hey, Denise, you just have to choose to be happy. I'd be like, really? Um, you can go um, sit on a sharp pole. Like, I don't... <laughs> Wow, the stuff that comes out of my mouth sometimes. Um, that it's just not happening, right? Because I was in a state of dis-ease in my body. And not just physically, but like mentally and emotionally. And there's a lot going on in our bodies. We're very complex beings, okay? And um, it just doesn't work, right? And there is research that shows that not only do choosing happiness tactics not work for basically 90% of the population, they actually can then make people more unhappy than they were at the beginning of starting out on to try to be happier because it's just not clicking for them, right? So um, there are studies of participants that were given like a fake newspaper article praising happiness while the control group read an article that didn't mention happiness at all. And then both groups watched film clips that were either happy or sad and the participants who read the article that was praising happiness came away from the film viewing it as a happy film feeling less happy than the group that did not read the article so let me say that again the participants who read the article praising happiness came away from the viewing of the happy film less happy than those in the group who did not read the article. You know, like, how does this work, right? So the theory is, is that when we place too high a value on happiness, our our, um, the expectations for how things should be become too high. And it sets us up for disappointment, right? Because we're watching Tony on his yacht in Ray in Florida and, you know, all, all these big guys on planes and, and, uh, you know, these gals in the salon and, you know, buying all their, you know, big fancy stuff. And, and you know, I'm just like regular Denise from like Midwest Illinois, Northwest Illinois and, you know, a suburb. And, uh, yeah, and it's like really snowing outside and it's frigid at the current time. And, yeah, I'm not feeling that. I'd like to be on a plane, but, you know, I can't afford the plane you're on. Could I afford it someday? If I choose to manifest, no, no. Okay. No, most likely. No. The reality is I'm going to sit at most business class or first, you know what I'm saying? There's too much expectation. So banning, you know, if you go by the Robbins theory, if you're like totally negating negative thinking beyond a 90 second daily allocation, yeah, it's going to backfire. Okay. It's going to backfire. So one of the things, uh, so there's a, a social psychologist by the name of Daniel Wagner who uh, led a famous study, right, in which subjects were told to avoid thinking about white bears and failed miserably. Try it. Try it. <laughs> like if, even when the ban was lifted, the group thought about white bears much more than the control group. How silly is this? But like, honestly, test yourself. Every person who's ever been on a weight loss diet understands this. Just don't think about food. Yeah, it doesn't work. Because as soon as you say the word diet, which is why I always say you are truly looking to lose weight. I never am on a diet. I haven't been on a diet since the 80s. Um, this, it is a lifestyle change. Because a diet is temporary. 
and extreme and never sustains for long term. Okay. And you can't do it full term. That's why as much as, oh my God, here's something. Now I'm going to say it again. Y'all going to get mad. Um, that's why I, you know, weight loss programs where there's meals included and you're counting calories. And I, why are we counting calories in 2023? Count your ingredients. That's what you need to do. This is a different world. We are served different. I'm going to go on a tan- tangent right now. So break, buckle up, buttercup. Um, stop counting calories and doing extreme food stuff. Okay. You cannot lose weight full time and sustain it and ever plan on eating real food again if you're eating it out of a box and counting calories. Sorry, not sorry. Count ingredients. Okay. Look at the back of your food and make sure there's less than 12 ingredients and you can say them and know them and most importantly, pronounce them and then they will be good for you. I bet you learn, you lose weight really quickly and get in shape when you are eating foods you can pronounce. Okay, there you go. End of rant. Um, moving forward. Um, the reason why these strategies to avoid negativity fail is because the internal struggle to control our thoughts and emotions actually amplifies them, right? And uh, psychologist uh, Wegner and them called it leakage. <laughs> Makes sense. It's such a horrible word, I think, leakage, um, in which the banned thought surfaces repeatedly, unexpectedly, right? And, and and that's just it. So to be clear, okay, I'm not anti, I'm not saying there's anti-happiness movement going on. I love happy. I want joy in my life every day, okay? And I'm not suggesting that we should also like, you know, take a pool and uh, swim in our darkest thoughts. But I am saying that happiness is not something that comes about through focusing on it as a daily choice or a goal, okay? Because apparently it's looking like study after study has shown that it is only when we stop struggling with how we think we should feel and instead actually engage, accept, and embrace our true thoughts and emotions, right? With courage, compassion, right? You're going to be forgiving of yourself that the real joy and the growth and the creativity will then emerge, right? And we talked about this in the last uh, the last podcast last week that you, you have to allow yourself to feel. And this is something I'm learning on my journey. So like, why reinvent it? Why pay for all my therapists? Why pay, why sit up all night? You're sleeping. So let me do all the reading all night, right? Hey, maybe that's the reason I don't sleep well because I read so I could pass that information on to you all. Um, So like the next time you're having a bad day, a negative reaction from something, like don't ignore your emotions and put a happy face on it, right? Uh, Instead, we're going to try to accept the way that we feel as legitimately as we can and try to identify what you're feeling and why so that by ending the internal struggle of what you're actually going through, right? It's how you actually feel versus how you ought to feel. You can begin to walk the way you want, which means living by your own personal set of beliefs and behaviors that you hold to your heart and not those that are imposed by others, right? Because you're living your life, not somebody else's. If you are watching people online and you have people that you're looking up to, you are not them. 
I've been there. I understand it. I came from the MLM world. I understand that you want to be like your leader and they're saying, yeah, girl, yeah, you can, queen. Oh, yeah, just keep, no, no. You are not them. You have to do your own thing, period, period. It will never work as long as you try to be anybody else online. And half the time those people are online are literally, they're BSing you. I don't mean to be rude, but there are very few people at the top, top, top of the game. And they're getting there from very um, questionable practices. Let's just put it that way. And if you're not one, call me. Call me and let me know or email me. Because I tell you right now, every leader I've ever had with the exception of one person who's no longer in MLM either, uh, because they, they got exhausted as well, all do sketchy practices, period. You either you're using pictures from somebody else. Uh, hey, speaking of pictures, I still have pictures from a company I worked at five, six years ago that are circulating that my before and after is their product and I've never taken their product. And I get tagged by Facebook. I get the alert. Uh, and then the alert tells me, and then I got to go to the page and be like, I never take that product. Usually I'll message them if they don't check their messages because we're not friends. Then I got to go ahead and type on their thing comment. I'm the person in this picture. Please check your messages. And I have to tell them to remove it. Number one, because it's, you know, shady practices. And number two, because it has my son in it and it was for my personal page and somebody obviously got a hold of it and it just went like ape shit from there. Um, but Don't deny yourself your feeling, okay? Because once you know who you are and not other people, okay, and what you stand for, you come to life's choices with the most powerful tool of all, your full self, right? Notice I didn't say authentic because that's like overplayed as well. Your full self. This is a much better way to choose happiness for yourself. And I'm literally walking this every day, every day. Just do not be somebody else. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. And it's like it's proven psychologically in studies that it doesn't work. And I know that, you know, there are some very heartfelt, famous, and, you know, endearing figures that are preaching this. But there has to come a reality. They've done all this work. I'm sure that what they're saying is what they truly believe. However, you can't, they did all the work. They did the inner child work. They did the, I'm looking at my feelings work. They've worked out their daddy and mommy issues. They worked out their sister, grandma, brother issues. They worked out their spouse issues. They worked out, they worked and did all that first to be able to get to the place that they are where they can do that now. Right? So it makes more sense then. So don't deny or don't get hard on yourself when you're trying to choose happiness, but it's just simply not working for you right now. Acknowledge the, the authentic feelings, the real feelings that you're having, right? Your full self. And then identify that. Start breaking into that and, and tearing it apart a little bit. Why do I feel this way? Why is this? And step back. And it's painful to do that work, but it's necessary to, yes, just be able to choose happiness. So we're going to take a little break for our sponsor, and then I'll be back and we'll talk about more about how to be able to choose happiness. <laughs> 
Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Reclaimed. Reclaimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got, which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond dust tables and coat racks. Personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Reclaimed at www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Breclaimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my sponsor break. Um, I will tell you, I love my Breclaim stuff. Uh, Brian made me some really nice pieces and um, and I just love them. And I'll be honest with you, my desk was like um, 100 bucks more than what I, what I was looking at for an Ikea desk. And I'm like, yeah, big box or custom made. Going with the custom made supporting a, a dad while I'm at it. Small business is the way to go, peeps. Anyway, let's just jump in back in here. How we're choosing happiness, right? It's happiness of choice. So, you know, everyone, we were talking about everybody in the first half, you know, uh, just talking about choosing happiness. And although I have talked about, I have chose to be joyful. There's a lot of work to be had prior to being able to do that. And it's okay to not feel like you're successful at doing that. And that's what this message primarily is on this podcast today is this episode is to let you know that it is okay if you are trying to choose happy and it's just not happening. It's just because you need to do a little more groundwork, forgive yourself, honor that you need a little bit more work, and then, you know, lift up, you know, those sleeves and go at it get it and come to terms with all of that stuff so that you can find happy. And that's totally okay, right? It's totally okay. But I was reading um, a, a, a little, you know, meme thing, you know, people posting stuff on Facebook and all that. It says happiness is a choice, not a result, right? Absolutely. We know that that is false. There's a lot more behind that. Nothing will make you happy until you choose to be happy. Nope, that's not true either. There's a lot of work behind that as well. 
No person will make you happy unless you decide to be happy. That's true. No person's going to make you happy. Happy comes from you. Your emotions are the only thing you can control in this world. Period. Your behaviors, your emotions, and your actions. And then it says your happiness will not come to you. It can only come from you. Now that is absolutely true, right? Because as we just talked about in the first half, there's tons of work that you need to do on why you're in such a state of dis-ease, right? Why are you feeling, you know, depressed, anxious, sad, angry, you know, name them all, right? And it's all stemming from work that needs to be done from what you did and what your path and journey is in your life. I went through, I did mine. It was a lot of inner child work, you know, daddy issues. That's what happens when you grow up in an alcoholic household. If you have an alcoholic parent and you have not sought therapy, yep, you need it. Just calling that right out right now. If you had an alcoholic parent, yeah, get a therapist. Tell you, I'm going to save you lots of time. Get the therapist. Um, And I'm telling you, it'll feel a heck of a lot better when you realize and do some inner child work. When you realize that most of your reactions, my anger and all my responses, people are like, Denise, you're always so angry and unapproachable. Uh, Well, well, you would be too um, if you're, you know... (laughs) 10-year-old younger self was running your adult life, you know? You have to come to terms with those feelings to lay that to rest. You need to honor them. You need to respect them. But you also need to understand that, um, yeah, 10-year-old Denise doesn't run my world anymore. I do, right? I, I love her. She got me through some shit. That's about it. Sorry, I swear. Um, Here we go. So how do you be happy? You did all the work, right? Yeah, I already did all that, Denise. Why aren't I happy? Okay. Is happiness a choice? Again, uh, it is if you do the work. And no, um, 90 seconds or 60 seconds of being uh, pissed off is not going to help you in your day. Um, And that's science. It's science. Everybody talks about science nowadays. Well, there's science. There you go. Um, How do you choose happiness in your everyday? Well, I will tell you that you have to count your blessings. And this actually will become more. I used to sit there and think, you know, six, seven years ago, I was like, count my blessings. You know, uh, I'd flip out on some peeps. What blessings? I was just such in a state of low, like lowdom. I was low. I was in the low, low downs. And I, in order to count your blessings, you need to like do the work and understand that there is light. Okay. If you're, as you're doing inner child work and you're coming to terms with everything in your past and understanding why you are the way you are, then in turn that you're putting down all that baggage and you're available to receive. Okay. And pick up happiness and blessings and joy and feel grateful because your hands are free, right? If you're holding on to anger, your hands aren't open to accept blessings, right? You can't put a hand out for help if you're holding on to all your nonsense, right? And it's not nonsense. I just meant, excuse me. It is with respects to how you want to feel. I want to feel joyful. In order to do that, I need to put all that business down. A little quick drink there. Um, So you have to be grateful. 
and understand it. Express it whenever you can. Morning gratefulness so you understand what is going on and that you appreciate the things that you have that you couldn't appreciate before. And let me tell you, it becomes more abundant when you start seeing the little things. It's super exciting. And you keep stepping in, little step at a time, little step at a time. Me, my motto is lead with kindness. Okay, what happens when you do a kind act or somebody does a kind act to you, right? Somebody opens the door for you and they're smiling and then you look at them and you suddenly start smiling and you're like, thank you. And they're like, you're welcome. It's contagious. Carry a smile because an emotion-filled face carries influence over feelings. That is processed in the brain. That is science, right? So if you're leading with kindness, even if somebody's in a bad mood, and it could be not just a bad mood, like we're an angry bad mood. It could just be in a bad mood where they're just feeling really sad, okay? And then somebody walks up to them and it's just like, you know, or like say you meet me in a grocery store and I'm just like, God, can you believe they actually had broccoli here? Because it's really hard to find broccoli here. You know, people can't afford eggs in my neighborhood, can't find broccoli. Um, That's actually good. So I'm like, okay, Um, you know, and then laugh like, wow, you got, you scored broccoli, you know, and just a smile or You know, I went up to some lady the other day and I was just like, I really love your like scarf is beautiful. It was this beautiful like crochets because I crochet. And I was just like, that's really pretty. And she was like, thank you. My grandmother made it and she just passed away. I didn't feel bad because she smiled. It's because I gave her a compliment on something that she was feeling she her heart was set on at the time. So carry a smile. And if you just keep doing what I do, lead with kindness, you're going to get that naturally, right? So plus, I mean, who doesn't want to see a smile instead of a puss? I'm just saying. Um, There's that, right? Um, I know a lot of people do daily affirmations. I don't do them. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they work. I don't think they work. And people might say they'd work, but you're doing other work. Uh, I'll probably get a bunch of kickback on that. But, you know, I guess they can help release stress maybe build a little confidence, but they're not actually like, I don't know. I, I, I can't look in the mirror and be like, girl, you are beautiful and powerful. And I'm, you know, in a full lupus flare. My hair is jacked up and greasy from like not being able to take a shower for seven days. I'm not feeling I'm beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Sorry for all the noise of everybody just like trumping through behind me, but I've already, this is the third time I've recorded the second half, so I'm not going for a fourth. Um, Wake up on your terms. Okay, this is a big one. So most of us have alarm clocks, right, that are programmed. Workplace, school, you know, you have an appointment, you're homeschool, you know, you get up at a certain I don't need an alarm. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't need an alarm. I get up the same time every day. So I really do not have this. I wake up on my terms. Okay, and that's huge, right? Because all of those other reasons that you're setting a clock are for the expectations of others. Okay, so if you have to wake up for you know, work or whatnot, because it's a schedule and you're like, oh my God, you know, use the three second rule, like Mel Robbins says, okay, three, two, one, get up, set it early though, set it early. You're not getting up at 630 anymore, right? You're getting up at six or 615 even. And you're going to do like an empowerful, like empowerful. I don't know what that was. Um, you know what? I just said empowerful because I put empowering and meaningful in my head together. How about that? Booyah, empowerful. That's a new word. Uh, like my no K. So um, morning routine, start the day on your own room, your own terms, period, right? Um, 
hold back complaints. Okay, dudes, this is super hard for me. Okay, because I honestly sometimes think that people need to have, like, be told that stuff is going down that's ridiculous because stuff's going down that's ridiculous because nobody's telling them. Um, There are situations, but if you actually want to lash out in a verbal compliment or or a complaint, I should say, right, you're going to lash out, right? Um, Just try not to and try to, like, keep it to yourself. Now, I tried to do this in my house with Mr. Sith, and um, and then I realized that you need to only do this in public because if not, um, you're going to really hold up some nasty things if you do this. So go ahead and discuss it with your family. But if you're outside and, uh, you know, the grocery guy just threw um, your sack of potatoes on top of your bread, hold back a little and just be like, hey, you know, don't flip. Just be like, you know, uh, can you pull me out another bread? Yeah. Don't, don't make a big scene out of it. Smile. Lead with kindness. And then you get a new bread that's not smashed. And the bag boy will know not to put potatoes on top of bread. Win-win. Um, practice a life-improving discipline. So there's happiness and fulfillment to be found in personal growth. We all know that, right? And to know that you've intentionally devoted time and energy to your personal improvement is one of the most satisfying feelings you'll ever experience, right? Embrace and practice at least one act of self-discipline each day. It, it just, it could be exercise, you know, if you're a rat, you know, gym rat, budgeting, you know, learning, e, you know, e-reading, writing stuff down, journaling, find it, practice it, celebrate it, do it, Right. Just do it. That'll make you happy. That'll lead you on the path to being happy. Use your strengths. Because all of us have natural talents, right? We all have abilities naturally. And if you use them effectively, you're going to feel alive. That's why they say, if it doesn't feel like work, right? You're When you're doing your dream, you always know you're doing your passion. When it doesn't feel like work, when you're there. If you go to work, you're getting headaches. I mean, I remember being sick going to work because I could not stay physically made me ill and in quite honestly my first job gave me cancer I'm just gonna put that out there yeah I had lymphomas a rare combination of Hodgkin and non-Hodgkin lymphomas and they are traditionally known as the stress cancer uh high-end jobs get them all the time so I'm pretty sure like my first job I was so miserable it paid well but what good is being paid well if you like are miserable, right? And and then you get cancer. Uh, it's not good at all, is it, right? So if you use your talents and your strengths and your abilities and you use them effectively and you find a way to make a living doing that on top of that, um, yeah, you're going to find some joy in your being and some happiness in your design. Ain't that right? So embrace them. Embrace your strengths, choose to operate within your giftedness each day. And each one of you have a gift. Don't be telling me like you don't have a gift. My gift is for gab. I do some other stuff. I like to draw. I come up with stuff. I cook. Hey, and I have made, I have decided that this is what I'm going to do for a living. Okay. You just need to decide and then start implementing a plan to do that. It's, it, it is really just truly as simple as that because it's fear that is causing you not fear and security. You don't want to leave your job because you got a 401k that's probably crap and you've lost half of it in the last three years. And, you know, 
and your insurance and it's comfort, comfort and security that has us stay in nine to five in corporate jobs, period. It is what it is. Um, Accomplish at least one important task, like make goals for yourself. Okay. Because happy people choose happiness. They say they take control over their lives. Now that's the key. Most people would emphasize on happy people choose happiness and then skip over. They take control over their lives because the key is really happy. People choose happiness because they take control over their lives. They don't make decisions based on, you know, a need to pursue joy, right? Because they're already joyful because they did the work, right? Everybody keeps leaving out this major, uh, you know, missing component in that you can't just choose happiness if you're freaking miserable. You need to find out why you're miserable, anxious, sad, depressed, angry, whatever it is. And then when all of that darkness is moved and your eyes are seeing light again, then you could start choosing to be a little happier. Know what I'm saying? Right? I'm telling you, if you just choose one important task that you want to accomplish each day, even if it's you want to write in a diary or, you know, you want to do this or you want to do that. Uh, you want to make sure that you're reading out of your Bible or you want to do a little book. You want to work out for 15 minutes, whatever it is. Choose one and stick it. Stick to it every day. Okay. This is going to be, this can be a hard one. You ready guys? Buckle up buttercups. You need to eat healthy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. If you thought being happy meant you can eat McDonald's every day. Cause I feel like shit when I do that. I'm just letting you know, we are spiritual, emotional, and mental beings. And we are also physical bodies. We cannot be wholly separated into parts. Okay. One aspect influences the others. If you are eating crap, you feel like crap. Okay. Our physical bodies will always have impact over our spiritual and emotional well-being, right? So if you're caring for your physical well-being, you can have a significant benefit in your emotional standing. I'm telling you, this is true. Don't tell me that you have like autoimmune. I get that. Like, shut up. I get it. I have more autoimmune than I need. I'm well aware of that. But even if you have autoimmune, I ate a cinnamon roll today. I'm not even supposed to have gluten. But if you've seen these babies, now you know what I feel like? Crap. I feel like crap. I don't mean to be rude. TMI. So if you don't want TMI, now it's time to like go to the bathroom. Uh, I pretty much had the runs all morning after eating it. Uh, I feel like my teeth are rotting out, even though I brushed my teeth twice. They were freaking amazing. Here's the sad part. Mind over matter. I want another one. Right? Because I'm triggering emotional eating. But. I've been eating good. And then I'm like, damn it. It just takes one like, mm. so I'm, yeah, I'm making a nice dinner. So there's that. We didn't even eat lunch. That's how disgusting I felt after eating it. I was like, it was, they're just, it was freaking good. Don't get me wrong. But my body was like, nope, I don't like this. Um, treat others well. The golden rules of power for standard, right? Everyone wants to be treated kindly. But more than that, like deep down, you also want to treat others with the same respect that we'd like to be given, right? It's the golden rule. 
Treat everyone you meet with kindness, patience, and grace. Like I said, lead with kindness. It benefits the receiver. But it also brings a growing satisfaction in yourself as you seek, to, like, you know, to you're seeking to treat other people like you would like to be treated. Okay? And uh, again, this is, and I can't stress this enough. This is the last one. I'm running a little late today. But, you know, search for the benefit in your pain. Okay. Remember life is difficult. Nobody escapes without pain. Okay. Pain, whether that be grief, uh, you know, anger, anxiety, depression, uh, you know, physical, emotional, you know, spiritual at some point in some way, we all are going to encounter this. And when you do, you need to remind yourself that the trials may be difficult, but that they pass. And if it's old pain, right, then you're on the wrong pursuit because you need to put all of that pain down and come to terms and honor and respect and lay it to the side first before you can then pursue happiness, right? You can only like kind of like deal with ongoing pain if it's new, not old stuff. Two different things. I want to make that clear, right? And, you know, if you search deep to find meaning in current pain, like new pain, right? Choose to look for the benefits that can be found in the trial that you're going through. At the very least, perseverance is being built, right? As, as an adult, a new person, right? And most likely, the an ability to comfort others is in their pain is also being developed, right? So that's how you can be happy. You're not just going to, you know flip a switch and you're just happy. Some days you'll be happy. Some days are you, you're not. Don't beat yourself over it. Don't beat yourself up over the fact that you cannot find happiness on certain days because you have to do the work and it's just not as easy as everybody's telling you because they're leaving out all the mountain. They're at the top and they're like, I climbed the mountain of happiness and you just need to choose to do it too. First off, I can't even find shoes to fit me to climb the mountain of happiness, peeps. So how am I supposed to get up there? So now I'm already agitated because I can't even get shoes to climb the mountain. This is a true story. I will talk on that on Coffee Talk. Um, so don't, don't follow in someone else's footprints. Just make your own and do those things that we talked about in the first half where you can just try to sort through your own old emotions and pain in order to be able to drop it all to start picking up the new stuff that you want. That's all I got today. And again, uh, make sure you're heading over to YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast, like, and share with whoever you want. I appreciate each and every one of you. And until coffee talk, lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness. <laughs>